From Vintage City Church in Fort Collins, Colorado, it's the Vintage Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Sanders. Hey, good morning, Vintage family. Hey, I wanted to uh, set the stage a little bit for uh, today's teaching. Uh, we're actually pushing pause in our gatherings this morning. Uh, we have a special guest with us, and due to the nature of what we do uh, ministry partnership-wise with this guest, uh, we're just keeping this uh, unrecorded. And so this morning I wanted to take a few minutes and share some things with you that the Lord's been uh, downloading to me this week. This stuff is fairly fresh, and uh, I think it's important for us as a culture to know it. Um, I want to go to Genesis chapter 8 for a minute. There's, we come upon a moment in the Scriptures where God is dealing with mankind's sin on the earth. So if we just would be simple in our observation, what we see is that the sinfulness of man was an issue for God. So He sends a flood to wipe out humanity, and, and because of His relationship with this one man, Noah, God spares His family by telling Noah to build an ark. And maybe some of you are familiar with the story uh, and, and that Noah looks like a crazy man in the culture and he builds, an, he builds this ark and his family goes into it. We go to the end of the story. It says, after another 40 days, Noah opened the window he had made in the boat and he released a raven that flew back and forth until the earth was dry. And then he sent out a dove to see if it could find dry ground, but the dove found no place to land because the water was still too high. So it returned to the boat. In this little passage, the dove is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's symbolic of the Holy Spirit throughout the Scriptures. If we look at Jesus' life when, when, the, when He's baptized by, by John and, the, and all of a sudden the dove lands down and, and the Father speaks, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. It's just a, a constant symbol throughout Scriptures of the Holy Spirit. The fact that it couldn't find a place to land is important and symbolic. And I want you to just hold on to those thoughts. If we go to James chapter 4, verse 8, James will say something to the church. Draw close to God, and He'll draw close to you. The word for draw close here is to approach or to make near. It's the concept of making a movement towards someone. I want you to just consider this verse, standalone. What this verse says is that there is a supernatural principle of movement. Every movement towards God is met with a movement back towards man. Now, I want you to consider what is directly said after this in James. After James says, draw close to God, and he'll draw close to you, he moves instantly into this phrase, wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, you hypocrites. Let there be tears for the wrong things you've done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter. This word, wash, the word is used to describe the pruning or cleansing of a vine. We would always think of washing like washing a window or, or, or taking a shower. This word here has a different implication. It literally means to cut away and remove from the vine that which is holding it back from maximum fruitfulness. So for us, what James is saying to the church here, the extrapolation is, it's the idea of removing from our behavior the sin patterns that are holding us back. 
This word purify here, the root word deals with carnality and the removal of it. It's moral purity. So he says, purify your heart. The heart here is the inner man. It's thoughts or feelings. So this is a call to control sinful thought and create a place of purity on the inside of who we are. So wash your hands, you sinners. The word hand here means to grasp. It literally deals with the things that are our, our, our daily life, the behaviors that we connect into. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. And then he uses this word, hypocrites. The word in the Greek literally means a two-minded people. And if we consider the earlier verses, what James is talking about is a tendency in us as humanity, in the church, a tendency to attempt to live in a partnership with both sin patterns and with God. James will use the word friendship. He says this, don't you realize that friendship with the world creates an enemy of God? This word friendship here is fondness. So what he's getting at is the tendencies in your sin nature to be in love with the things of the world that God has already said are wrong. These things that are, uh, that are, that, that are sinful, they're wrong ideas, they're, they're just outside of the realm of what God has said is okay. There's a tendency in you to want to live with those, attached to those, be fond of those, be friends to those, and then want to come back in and be attached and be friends to God. If we put it all together, I want to draw our eyes back to the dove. The dove is flying around in Genesis. Noah's released it out the door, and it's flying around, and it comes back. Why? Well, if we look at the verses before, Noah didn't just release a dove. He released a raven as well. The raven gets released, and the scriptures say that the raven flies around and never comes back. It continues to fly around until the earth was dry. How come? Because the raven was feasting on dead flesh. It found a place of comfort to land where there was death. The dove, typifying the Holy Spirit, cannot land on death. It can only land on life. And until the water had receded, there was no life for it to land on. So the dove finally comes back with an olive branch. One week later, Moses, I mean, Noah releases it, and it never comes back. Because it had found life to land on. James will say, draw close to God. God will draw close to you. Here's what I want to put together, what the Lord showed me. It was amazing. When I make a movement towards the Lord, I make a desire. I want to connect with God. I want to encounter God. I say, look, I need more of you in my life. And I move towards Him. He makes a movement towards me. But that movement isn't to abide. That movement is to inspect. And what He's inspecting is this. Have I washed my hands? Have I cleansed my heart? Have I prepared a place for him to dwell? David will say to the Lord, Here, O God, have I prepared a place for you to dwell. Why? Because I've long, long have I desired your presence. And so what James is saying here to the church and what he's saying to us and what I want us to grab out of this is the movement towards the Lord is invited and open and he will always move back towards us. But some of us aren't living in the abiding of God. We're not having his presence linger with us because we've been unwilling to sever the partnership with sin. And so the Holy Spirit will step in, come close, realize there's no place for me to dwell and then back away. So my question for us this morning is this. Are we willing to cut away the sin patterns, the things we know that our hands are connected to that are wrong?
the behaviors that are wrong? Are we willing to prune those, strip them away because of our desire for Him? Are we willing to put away our, our, our wrong thought life and, and our cynicisms and our sinful attitudes because of our desire for Him? You see, holiness isn't something we do out of religion. It's something we do out of relationship. I pursue purity and holiness because I want intimacy with the King. So draw close to God, and He will draw close to you. He will come. He will inspect you. And to the measure that you've been willing to move into the fear of the Lord, to begin to walk in the disciplines of heaven, you get to enjoy the abiding presence of God. Love you guys. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more great content, please visit us on the web at VintageCityChurch.com.